Hey coaches, Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock podcast, season two, talking about off-season player development, off-season and program planning. Today our guest is one of my best friends in coaching, Coach Tate Lombard, head girls basketball coach at Wall High School. Tate's a two-time state champion as a coach and uh, has done a great job here with our girls program. And like I said, I've gotten to know him really well over the last four years and just honored and blessed to coach with him and bounce ideas off of him. He's been a great asset to me as a coach and a really good friend. So, so happy to have him today. I want to thank our sponsors through hardwoodtexas.com. We have Waterboy Graphics, Scholastic Steel, Allstate Agency, Jeremy Thomas, Tumbleweed Textiles, and Huddle. Once again, enjoy our podcast today with Coach Tate Lombard, girls basketball coach at Wall High School. We're joined here with uh, Tate Lombard, head girls basketball coach at Wall High School. Tate, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, man, thanks for, for having me. Uh, Brian, I appreciate you having me. This is a, this is an honor to, to be on this and uh, probably one of the first ones you've done in person. I'm sure a lot of them were over the phone, so uh, uh, this is just, I guess, a normal day for, for you and me right here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We can... Uh... We can just record all of our basketball conversations throughout the season and make it our, make it our own podcast. But, well, um, as most coaches know, Tate's uh, extremely successful uh, high school girls basketball coach, uh, two state championships here at Wall High School. So, just want to talk a little bit about his philosophy in regards to uh, off season. He's got a lot of girls playing multiple sports, and so we'll just kind of dive into that. But the first question I wanted to ask Tate was, uh, "What's the best advice you've received in coaching?" Um, you know, uh, for me, I think the biggest thing is to have mentors that you can, you know, rely on and, and, and to ask things uh, that they've gone through. And, and, and for me, it's always been my, my, my father. That's someone that I obviously, uh, you know, talk to daily about different things that come up. And he's been through a lot. And he's had unique coaching situations. You know, Canyon and Nazareth are two of the best places that you have a chance to coach. And so... Um, but, but a lot of it is just the work that he's done. But, you know, I, I think the, the thing that, that he's taught me and just other coaches that I've, I've been able to work with and work for have always taught me of, is, is you can't be good at everything, you know, to kind of find um, the way that you like to play or you think that fits best for your kids and develop a philosophy on what's going to help you win games around those things. And um, as much as, as I like to dabble with everything and I think with it, we always talk about that man you know it changes week to week the stuff that we would love to run or love to improve upon or do this and is, is you got to have basics fundamental things that you really try to teach your kids and that hopefully that they you know are around it enough and see it enough to where those make in, uh, impactful improvements and that you know that they're going to get better and that's going to make your team better but I think for us it's just you know, it's, it's finding ways to, you know, at least for the teams that I, that I try to coach, it's, it's finding ways to uh, um, uh, to not turn the ball over, finding ways to, to, to make it tough to score against, and just ways not to beat yourselves. And I think when you do that, you have a chance to win games, and I think you put yourself in a good position to be successful. It's funny because Tate and I will get stuff, and we'll, we'll talk about stuff in the in the fall. We both coach cross country, and so we'll be saying, yeah, maybe we can do this you know, press, you know, every now and then. Or maybe we can do this trap, especially defensive type stuff. And then the season starts and we just do what we do. Like we just go back to, you know, plain Jane stuff for our kids. But it's, it's, it's obviously fun to talk about. Maybe it's not 
That's I what would, we want to do. I wish it always worked out whenever you start and whatever. For us, it's about the first week in September of, man, you know, if it was seamless and it worked out from day one and it just continued and you could just do whatever your plan was then throughout the rest of the year, <laughs> it seems like that's never the case. We're always we're always going back to the things you're comfortable teaching, and uh, but it's always fun to try different things with your t- with your kids. Yeah. Well, now kind of switching gears, let's talk a little bit about off-season philosophy. You know, now that the Final Four is over and you've had a chance to watch the the women's NCAA tournament, the men's NCAA tournament, NIT. Uh, now we got the NBA playoffs going on. You know, as a coach, and I know you're in a different situation this year now that you have Baby Jones at the house. Yeah. But you know, what are some things that you look to improve on as a coach in your off season? What's your off off season philosophy to improve as a coach? I think the first thing you gotta do, you know, like 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 for for, for yourself and for your uh, you know your 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 program, your players, is to kind of you know step back and evaluate where you're at. Um, to, uh, some things that you want to improve upon, whether it's uh, you know ways you want to teach better, ways that are going to impact your team more. Um, for me, I'm always trying to learn as much as I can about anything. So I think just you know, if it's something that I'm not even you know uh, looking towards to, to to running or using for my kids or for my team, is is, is just finding ways to to uh, to grow in the game. Uh, I, I know the last few weeks I, I've been looking at different uh, weight workout routines for our kids and trying to find what would be more efficient with uh, with trying to maximize the athletic period to the best we can for us. Um, you know, I, I don't think we have a really a true off season here in small school, you know, Texas. So, you know, with, with us, we have so many kids that compete in different sports for our school. And um, right now, our, our, I think I think I have every varsity player right now is in a spring sport advancing to a regional. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> where, right. I mean, we, which is is very unique situation, which is awesome. And so, you know, so we're, we're not getting a lot of just individual work with these kids right now. A lot of the kids that I'm that I'm uh, starting to work with uh, within our athletic period are going to be sub varsity kids that hopefully will be varsity kids one day. And it's really for us what we try to do is we try to sit down with each player to the best we can and, and evaluate where you know the the place that they're at, put together a plan of some things they need to work on. And then try to execute the best we can the athletic period, and then leading into the summer, and, uh, and and really for us just the athletic period. That's some things that we kind of do with that right now is we're going to spend a lot of time. It's 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 you know 99 percent on individual development, just because you know for us we may only have four kids in the gym at one time um, until we start getting kids in from from track and softball and tennis and and so it's really just trying to. It's almost like private lessons at times. It seems like, but. Um, but those kids get your individual attention, so I, that's what I, that's something that I try to keep in mind is that this might be the only time this kid gets one on one with the head coach. So I really try to focus on that and make it about those players that I do have, and uh, and really try to work on some things. But some things we really try to work on is, is our ball handling skills and our shooting. That's probably the number one and two things we really look at, and then one on one type play. And this, we have more kids that come in. Then we'll start working, you know, small groups, two on two, three on three, four on four, mostly working on offensive development at uh, this time. Um, you know, for us, we, we, we only spend about 20, I'd say 40 minutes a week in the weight room. So we'll go tw- Tuesdays and Thursdays about 20, 25 minutes um, and trying to get as much as we can um, on those days. But 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 just, just going back to my philosophy, I, I think it's important to have a ball in your hand every day. So we 
So, so even on our weight room days, we're going to go in the gym for about 20 minutes and get as much as we can, whether it's shooting or ball handling or passing or something. Just those kids get used to having a ball in their hand about every day. I think something we also, both of us kind of implemented this past year was if you're, uh, resting at your station in the weight room we've, we've started taking the heavy basketballs in there uh-huh. and started doing some some ball handling in the weight room as well so whether we're bound, we're passing the heavy ball off the wall or we're we're working on a ball handling for that you know that rep we're not having to spot or we're not lifting mm-hmm. you know if we're in groups of three we got a lifter a spotter and then a ball handler basically and so that's another way that you can kind of incorporate in the weight room you know, the, the keeping our, our handles tight and, and continue to work on that too. Yeah, you know, I, I, and, and some things we've even done this season, during the season, and then leading into this off season is we're bringing weight room stuff to the gym and we're doing uh, med ball stuff in there or we're doing uh, different things that, that, that we might, you know, only would be outside in the weight room. We try to add it to the gym too and try to, to where we're, I guess there's less transition. We can get more done in a small amount of time. That's that's kind of interesting too. What you're talking about, maybe you only have four or five girls in the gym at one time. That almost goes back to the when we were in college playing. <laughs> in the off season, we weren't allowed to have team practices, and so you had your small groups of four, mm-hmm. and you had an assistant coach usually in there working yeah. you out. And so oh, yeah. you can kind of go back to that type of mindset and philosophy in regards to player development. Yes, that's can never uh, can never develop players too much. Now, kind of switching gears and. and finishing up the school year uh, with this type of plan and then going into the summer. What do you want to see from your teams, just kind of generically, what do you want to see from your teams uh, during the summer and your players during yeah. the summer? To me, to me, as, as much as I want them to improve, you know, tremendously throughout the se- throughout the summer, and a lot of that comes down to them wanting to improve on their own. I think that's as much as, 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 as I can get them better, I think they have to, or we have to try to find ways to motivate them to get in their, the gym by themselves. Um, you know, and, and the, the, the most successful teams we've had have had kids that have been like that, that want to get in there, and you don't have to really tell them. You can kind of guide them. But um, I think as far as, you know, individual improvement goes, I think that's um, that some things that we try to put together, kind of player improvement plans and give them some, um, some uh, it's almost worksheets kind of to fill out every time they go to the gym. They have a, something to, to do, um, and I and, and I've, I've kind of tinkered with those probably every year, just trying to find what's the right fit. And a lot of time it comes down to the player, but um, you know, for us, I don't want it to be intimidating to where they're like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's too long or it's too in, intense. But they also want it to be substantial enough where they're getting better. And, and I think that, you know, like, like as far as that goes. I think that's I that's number one is what I would love for them to do. The games for us I think are important. We try to get them involved in summer summer leagues, um, team camps. Um, usually our varsity kids will play together on a team um, uh, throughout the summer, which for us is really only about the month of June. We we really go hard in the month of June, but um, but we're we're probably getting anywhere from twenty to thirty games in in that month. So we're playing a lot of games, a lot of team camps where you can play six to ten games in a weekend, and really trying to improve upon, you know, just kind of putting a, you know maybe some teams, so some kids that haven't played together, putting them together for the first time in a uh, in a team setting, letting them compete and and go up and play different different schools from around the area and across the state. But I, I think the big thing for us is. Is, is I want them playing. I want it to be organized as possible, um, but you know I, I don't want to burn them out. I want to be sure that whenever I, they come back for us, 
you know, uh, whenever we'd get them back in the fall, we'd get all of our basketball kids starting, you know, the first, second week of school. So um, I think we can get a lot done during that time. So I know, you know, if I didn't get the, the basketball kids during the fall as much, I would probably push the summer even more. Um, but for us, you know, I think you can overdo it in the summer. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of there, there's some teams that that maybe play twice as many games as we do, or maybe they're on travel teams and play all the time, and and it, and it might kind of make their their school season seem less important, or even you know sometimes they get to where they might peak at the wrong time. And for something for what we've always tried to do is, is we you know we, we try to play our best obviously at the end of the season, and uh, we hope our summer schedule kind of leads into being enough during the summer but but by, by by the time we get to august that they're ready to get back in the gym they're not burnt out from playing you know 60 games in a summer yeah and that's a that's a hard balance because every team's a little bit different so you got to kind of find what what's best for your team you know you were talking to me about this upcoming year's team how you may have three or four girls that you do want to go mm-hmm. maybe play out yes. uh, you know away from the team why don't you talk a little bit about that how that's going to change maybe for you or what your mindset is regarding those players? Yeah, you know, we, we, we have, a, we have a, a, a lot of returning kids from us last year, but a lot of them were, were probably exposed to the, I don't know, I, I guess really competitive basketball this year, maybe for the first time, where their roles changed and did some things that way. And um, after, I, I know talking to, to Brian immediately after, I was like, man, i got to get some of these kids playing against really good competition <laughs> As soon as I can, you know, just you know that that's kind of what you're thinking going in, and 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 the the thing that's kind of crazy about our our situation is that we don't really have a lot of select basketball in our area, so so we have to find opportunities for our kids the best we can of of getting them involved and in, and in, in competing against other really good players. And for us, it involves travel a lot, which is part of the toughest thing. We're three hours from you know probably good really good basketball. We're you know love it. Metroplex, that area. We, we play a lot of the Abilene schools a lot, and they have good basketball there. Um, you know, so, you know, for us, we, we, we talked about getting, you know, getting our, our, our kids together, and even if they need to go with a different group of kids from another school, but going off to some, some AAU type tournaments, just, um, just to where they, they're, they're used to playing against really good competition as much as possible. And, uh, putting them in some situations where I feel like they're, they're grown up enough now where they can handle it. They can handle, going against that type of talent and that it hopefully makes them a little tougher going into next year where, hey, you know, where, 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 where every night we play somebody, it's playing against one of the best players in our region. And right. and to be able to handle that, uh, I, I think, takes a special player, but also it takes a kid that, you know, has, has have been through some experience of, of playing those types of players. And I think that that's something that we can improve upon from this last season. Yeah, the maturity of your girls. Yeah, I think you'll see the maturity in those type of situations against those studs. You know, if they do get a chance to play them this summer, they play them in a in a regular season game. Maybe it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, they can handle handle that adversity. Yeah, a little bit better. The games, the games, probably not as important in the summer, but you want them to to learn from it. To where if it goes poorly, that they it's not in the you know the regional tournament. It's at the <laughs> You know, it's in the uh, the LCU team camp or something like that for us to where we get some experience, just like we get experience there and then you experience dealing with some uh, some tough situations. Yeah. Well, Tate, thanks for joining me, man. That's all I have. Uh, you got any uh, parting thoughts? I know you're a member of HardwoodTexas.com. You're no. on there every now and then. 
But uh, any anything you can think of regarding the state of our game here, Texas high school basketball? Well, it, it's a great profession for one. Um, you know, just, just the the podcast and the and the the, the hardwood high videos is something that I I, I guess that's that's one of the bonuses of not teaching a ton of classes here. At all. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, get, to, we no get to watch some more stuff and be involved with that more, but. I've really enjoyed what you've been doing, hosting these podcasts, and that's a great way to 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 to, uh, to make a bus ride somewhere is to put that on and to listen and, and and to hear from from people that are are like yourselves when you can't go off and uh, and watch a practice of somebody, you can kind of get their thoughts and get a feeling for that. So that's been that's been helpful for my career and for our program is to kind of um, to learn from all the different co- coaches for, uh, around the state.